Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Losses Above Replacement, the best baseball podcast to grace your ears. I am your host, Alex Clark, joined by our very own championship contender snubs in Ryan Splashpots and Matthias Altman, Kurosaki, Mac, my main man. How are we doing on the specially recorded Sunday evening episode of LAR? Doing solid. I just want to shout out that all three of our NFL teams won today. <laughs> so yeah, let's go. That's, I, I, I mean, I don't actually. I actually don't know the last time that happened. I don't know if that. I don't know if it's happened this year. Uh, I, other I than doubt, that, I doubt it. Yeah. yeah so uh, I mean, other than that, I'm busy kind of house and cat sitting at the moment. My parents are in Tokyo, so they're gone until November third. So the place is mine, which also means. I guess to look after these wonderful uh, creatures that roam the apartment. So, yeah, I'm doing all right. It's kind of tiring, but hey, maybe this week will be uh, less tiring. I'll get into a routine. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, uh, I was actually there at MT Bank to watch the Ravens mollywop the Lions. Uh, I was with my cousin, his or my cousin, my uncle, and another cousin. Uh, they were all like Lions fans or leaning Lions, and like brother, the Ravens just dropped the house on it. So, uh, good to see. Uh, uh, screw the Phillies. I have I have a friend <laughs> who is a Lions fan who traveled down to Baltimore for that. <laughs> Poor soul. I am. Uh, I, I, so I'll talk a little bit of football, I guess, is how I'm doing. Glad the Seahawks won, even though it was a much closer game than I think it probably should have been against the Arizona Cardinals. What I'm more happy about is that my man, the homeboy, the legend, the man, the myth, Gardner Minshew, played an incredible game against the Browns. Yes, it was a loss on a last-second touchdown. Please, Colts, have some defense. But Gardner Minshew threw for over 300 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, then rushed for two touchdowns on top of it. Uh, I love that man, and uh, he deserves to be a starter after this year. Anyway, regardless of all that, it is time to get back into baseball. Here as now, let's talk a little bit about the championship series. Now, we are in that for both sides of it. The sage is set. We are near the end of both games is right now both sides are in game six getting ready to go try to determine the last uh last teams that will be standing for the world series let's start out on the american league side we've got the rangers and we've got the astros two two teams from the american league west making me even more sad gentlemen what are your thoughts so far about this series this has been a very interesting one we've had a juggernaut team in the rangers that has been red hot going into this, and it seems like they've... I'm not going to say they found their kryptonite, but the Astros have been doing a good job about slowing them down. Talk to me about the series. What are you guys been thinking? Uh, personally, this has been the best series of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's fair to say, because every single game has been competitive. Yes, there's the one game that the Astros won 10-3, to but, I mean, that game was tied going into the fifth inning, if I'm not mistaken. But, I mean... I, it's also that the the road team has won every single game, which is it's weird. But the Astros are under five hundred at home, but they're for some reason like unbeatable at Globe Life Field, which is crazy. It, it's like they might as well make that their home stadium. Uh, but that I mean that last game was in, insane with Altuve's go ahead three run homer after Garcia hit his three run homer and the bench is clearing and all that. Uh, I will say that. Uh, you couldn't keep Jose Altuve down forever. Uh, I know he's short. Yes, you can keep him down that way, but uh, his <laughs> bat was going to wake was going to wake up uh, eventually. And I mean, he he had a huge home run there. Jordan Alvarez. It feels like every time he swings the bat, he does something impressive. I mean, really, I thought that the the Rangers bullpen had been spectacular coming into games four and five, and they really showed their weakness. I'll say that much. So. It's been a great series, though. I think both teams have had their opportunities to win games. And I'm really I, – I hope this goes to Game 7. I I don't know who's going to win at this point. I know I picked the Rangers, but it's just been a fantastic watch. Yeah, absolutely. This is just – you know, I think two juggernauts going blow for blow here. I know both of them only won 90 games, and that's relatively low. But Houston's been there, done that. They did – you know, they did get the two seed this year. Um, And, and Texas has been strong all postseason – we talked about it last week that the bullpen was shaky, but, you know, control. They won the first, uh, what, seven playoff games they played. The bullpen didn't blow any of those. But uh, back when the ser- ser- this series shifted back to Texas, the bullpen showed some cracks. Houston won a game late. And uh, now you're you're in a do or die spot if you're Texas. 
I think Houston, you have two shots to win it at home. Now, this didn't go too well for them back in 2019 when they uh, swept the middle three against Washington in Washington and then lost game six and game seven at home. But Houston, most of the team, a lot of the team is still there. A lot of the team like knows that you can't <laughs> lose these games, right? Um, so I, I am going to lean Houston. I think they get it done maybe tonight, and I'd be correct saying Houston in six, uh, maybe uh, tomorrow night. So either way, it's been a great series, a lot more entertaining than the the other series that we'll get to, and probably the best we've seen so far in the playoffs. Yeah, I think this has been a very interesting one overall, and I think it's kind of fun. When a lot of people looked at the playoff bracket, this was a matchup that people knew was possible. And All right, some of us probably- picked it. Yeah, I'm just saying. Some I of us. Say yeah, I know. I, 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 we know. We know. Splash. We know. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe it was a mistake to not use the mute button. No I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, boss. Um, no, this was one that I know a lot of people looked at and said that this was a possibility and one that would be very interesting to watch. And I can see exactly why. This really is a two team of two. A team of. This is a matchup of two juggernauts. There we go. I can talk. Uh, two juggernauts that are really going at it. And it's one that people have seen this matchup a lot. Like, if this was a WWE match right now, this would be the pay-per-view match after a whole bunch of televised matches. So just on Raw or SmackDown. And we're finally getting to, like, that big showdown where we've seen these two go at it a bunch of times. But now is when it really matters. This is where it all comes down to. And it's been everything that's been advertised. You brought up how every game is competitive except for one of them, and that was game four, Houston winning over Texas 10-3. to But every single game has been three runs or less for the difference. First game, 2 nothing. Second game, 5-4. Third game, 8-5. Fourth game, I already said, and game five was 5-4. Like, these are games with a, lot, a pretty solid amount of offense, still good pitching, but the best where you used it already is that they were competitive games. They were ones where you did not know who was going to win until that final out was made. And that is the mark of a great series. That is the mark of a good match, if you ask me. And like I said, Jordan, well, like you said, Jordan is just an incredible ball player. I'll tube it. I will neglect to make any comments on him as it's past his bedtime. But regardless of that point, it's, it's going to be good. I want to see this game to go to game seven. But that's mostly because I just don't want to see the Astros in the World Series again. Because mm-hmm. right now, how it's looking like at this point, it's a very, very real possibility that we just have a rematch of last year's World Series between the Astros and the Phillies. I would love to see it be Rangers and Diamondbacks. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think that'd be very interesting. But regardless, even then, this entire matchup has been, it's been defined by a lot of clutch hitting, some very good pitches, some bad pitches as well. I will say that. But I want to see what happens next. This is like, this feels like a car crash that you just want to keep looking and seeing. You don't want to take your eyes away from it at this point. And you, especially for me, where I don't like either of these teams being a Mariner fan, but you just have to keep on watching because you need to know what happens next. And uh, we, I will say we are recording this during game six of the ALCS. Yeah. And- Guess who Jordan Alvarez has driven in the first run of the night with an oh, RBI single. That dude, it, I'm telling you, it's just crazy seeing these stats where it's like he had a multi-hit effort and somehow it lowered his OPS in this, these playoffs. Um, it, it was surprising really- to me. It was surprising to me. I was doing some research before this, just doing some kind of looking, and it surprised me how few home runs that Jordan had this year. Like, I was surprised. I thought he had like, a he lot was, more. He was hurt. He was hurt he at one point, I know. He, he missed a good chunk, yeah. But I still feel like with how that man swings the bat, because I agree with what you said earlier, it feels like every time that man swings a bat, he's about to punish a baseball like he just told his dad he got an F in science class. Okay, like, I got a question. Yeah, what's up? Is there any player, bottom of the ninth, two outs, you got to score to win the series, to win the the, win the World Series. Is Jordan Alvarez the first pick for you right now? Out, out of these guys, I are we talking about so, okay. uh, in yeah, this do, series do or, or no? Like any anyone in baseball, you get to pinch anyone hit in anyone. Baseball. Anyone in oh, baseball man. is Jordan Alvarez the number one pick? I mean, okay, so do you he's near he's near the top. A, do you need a home run? Or do you need like, just like an extra base hit? Do you need a single? What do you uh, need? Single ties the game. Homer wins the game. Um, I would say Jordan's there, although I, I may put my money on Kyle Schwarber, though. 
I think Schwarber. He's, he's been great this series. I will say I know, he drove in tough. zero runs last series. So uh, throwing that out there. Um, yes. Okay, that's fair. Well, the other thing is that I feel like what Alvarez does is that for a guy who's supposed to be like a slugger, he's got great back control too. Oh, hard. I mean, we saw Very, that I'm gonna. Is this sacrilege to say like prime Albert Pujols? No, this, that's this not is like St. No, Louis Pujols. Yeah. This gives me like St. Louis Pujols, just the combination of bat control and like the obscene power, and obviously the plate discipline as well. Uh, Pujols, of course, much better defensively. Although Jordan does have a rocket, but I. I don't know. I think your list is if you're just using like playoff performance, it's probably Jordan or Bryce. Um, yeah, if you're I like agree. any hitter in baseball, I think you'd either judge in there, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be your list. Like yeah. Jordan, Bryce, and Judge. Not putting uh, Schwarber in there at all? I think there's or too Altani, much swing and miss like... with Schwarber. Yeah. I... I think there's too Absolutely. much swinging with miss with Schwarber. I don't think Otani's quite as well rounded of a hitter as Judge or Otani did have an awesome year this year though. Yes, that's the tough part. O- Otani would be in like my second group with like the Betts and the Freemans and the Acunas yeah. and the the uh guys like that. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I think Harper's yeah. a good pick on that as well. Um I just I like what Schwarber's been doing, and it seems like every time I turn on my phone and I get an update from MLB.com, it's Schwarber doing something else amazing. So I totally get it. Like both sides make sense on that. All right, anything else we want to talk about when it comes to this series? I think we're all excited to see how this one's gonna end up here. And regardless of who wins it, we know that a great team is gonna be going to the World Series. Yeah, I will say I think it's good. That, you know, this could be another great rivalry in the sport, which I feel like, you know, there was Yankees Red Sox for a while, which I felt like it was a regular postseason matchup. If we can start getting, you know, we had the Mariners face the Astros last postseason, you know, in years past, we had the A's face the Astros. In fact, now that I think about it, the Astros have now faced every team in the AL West except for the Angels in the playoffs. I think something about, you know, the Rangers and the Astros, they're in the same state. They're in the same division now. They had the, the fight rivalry, the other day. Yeah, exactly. But the rivalry had been so lopsided coming into this year. You know, from twenty, from 2013, you know, there are the years where the Rangers just beat up on the Astros nonstop. And then, you know, 2017, the tide shifted. The Astros just started, you know, mollywhopping the Rangers every time they faced. Now we finally have them facing each other in the playoffs and they're very evenly matched teams. I wonder, you know, going forward, I feel like the Rangers are an incredibly risky bunch. But if the Rangers and Astros can be a legit rivalry, I think it is good for the sport. I agree. I think, like, you really lack the, I don't want to say, like, Warriors-Cavs rivalry. that Like, that was obviously just built different. Um, but, like, baseball to me has lacked that playoff rivalry. Because even, like, Braves-Dodgers, it's been two or years Yankees, since Yankees Astros. I mean, yeah, Yan- Yankees, Yankees Astros. The Astros have Astros have won every single Yankees Astros. Very one sided. The Braves and Dodgers did play three times in four years, although the yeah. one series just wasn't very close. But I don't know. Like I, before my time, but like Braves Mets, they felt like they played every year in the playoffs. You had like felt like every NLCS was Braves Mets or Braves Marlins. Um, and they faced just, the Padres once. Yeah, D-backs, like uh, then you have. Like, even Philly and Atlanta, like, I think you have to win one if it's a rivalry. If maybe they play next year and Atlanta takes it, and then I think that's more of a rivalry, even though that is an interdivisions sort of deal. But, yeah, I agree. I think Houston, Texas, these teams could be, you know, back back here again next year in the uh, ALDS or ALCS. Sorry, Alex. No, 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 you're fine. Um, I do think, though, that Seattle very easily can fit into that starting next year. Mm-hmm. Um and I think I agree, that yep. it's not I think honestly this could be one of those amazing tri rivalries at this point where yep. all three of them are going to be making immense waves going forward. So speaking of that, let's move on over to the National League side. You brought up here the Diamondbacks, Phillies, the Braves, Dodgers. Let's talk about Diamondbacks, Phillies right now because that game is going into Game Six, and a lot of people had. This is one of those weird ones because a lot of people had the Diamondbacks getting just absolutely mollywhopped splash, and it hasn't been that way. It has been a very interesting series so far, and it feels like this is one of those almost David and Goliath type feels to it. Where the Phillies are to this juggernaut team that has been playing incredible baseball 
over the last, I'm not denying that. They have been playing extremely good. But the Diamondbacks just don't have any quit in them. They have kept on fighting here. You take a look at the five games so far, and it's been 5-3 Philadelphia, 10-0 Arizona, and then Arizona kicks in to get going 2-1, and then 6-5. And then finally game five comes up, and Philadelphia wakes up again, and it and they win at 6-1. So right now, the Philadelphia Phillies are leading the series three games to two going into game six. Gentlemen, what are you seeing from this one? I'm I'm looking at this right now, and it looks like it could be fairly even overall, but there's definitely still like that looming threat that the Phillies are with how strong their bats are. Uh, this gives me very heavy... Uh, I'll do one positive for the Diamondbacks. 2001 Diamondbacks. This feels exactly like that, that you have one team that is obviously superior and then the other team wins all the one-score games. So uh, going back, 2001 World Series, the Diamondbacks won four games, the Yankees won three. Three of the four Diamondback wins were by multiple runs, including a 15-2 to two shellacking in game six. All of the Yankee wins were at home, were one-score or were one-run games, and then, of course, game seven is the one-run game. The Phillies have outscored Arizona 27 to 12 in this series. They have an OPS of 850, which is, for context, exactly where the Braves were for the whole season, right? And the Diamondbacks are at a 577, which, for context, is pretty buns. So the series has really boiled down to Craig Kimbrell being garbage. Like, that's the only reason we're still watching baseball here. Um, he's been... He did get the save in game one, but he's blown. He blew game three. He blew game four. He has negative 11% championship win probability. He has a four whip. He's allowed four earned runs in two innings. So he's just been like cooked basically. Um, and other than that, Philly, you know, one game two by 10 runs, one game five by five runs, one game one. Kimbrell did get the save in that one. But to me, this is just two different classes of teams, but your closer collapses twice. You know, and that can be the difference in a series sometimes. And I just want to point out how weird baseball is. Kyle Schwarber did nothing in the Braves series. He drove in zero runs. In this series, he has an OPS of 1,900. He's hitting 400. He has five home runs, all solo shots, of course. While Nick Castellanos couldn't get out in the, uh, couldn't get out from game one or game two of the NLDS through game one of the NLCS. And he's been horrendous since then. He's one for 16, did have the homer, but one for 16. So it's just weird how you can have the, be the best performer in the NLDS and then have a 408 OPS. And even on the other side, Tommy Pham hasn't been good this year. He's one for a 13. Corbin Carroll's two for 19 with no extra base hits. Um, well, Cattell Marte has been great. He has he had the walk-off hit in game three, um, three doubles, nine hits overall. So uh, Mariners legend, right? Uh, yep. So. Which one? Yeah, it, it's Cattell Marte. Marte. Oh, yeah, Mariners legend. Yeah, back yeah. when he so played it, and he just, couldn't make a flip to second base. Yeah, it's just baseball is <laughs> weird like that. You know, you yeah, never know yeah. unless it's Bryce Harper. Exactly. And it's 1160 OPS. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, to me, I mean, the Phillies, the bullpen was always the thing that concerned me. And they've, like, similar to the Rangers, like, the Phillies bullpen was the one thing I was, like, a little worried about. And, I mean, sure enough, Kimbrel has two losses this series. Uh, Orion Kirkering finally had a weak a- week outing. Uh, Gargi Soto gave him a run. But, I mean, Matt Strom has been great. Uh, their rotation. Oh, and uh, Jose Alvarado, aside from giving up that go-ahead to hit to uh, Gabriel Moreno, he's been really good. Uh, that uh, That's starting rotation, though. I mean, Wheeler, Nola, Suarez, that's all you need, really, to win. Uh, I, I think that the Phillies are clearly the more dominant team here, but the Diamondbacks, I mean, credit to them for making this series interesting. I thought after game two, there was no shot this series returned to Philadelphia. The problem mm-hmm. is now you have to face the Phillies at Citizens Bank Park, which is an incredibly tall task. I mean, they, they're they undefeated at home this postseason, so I don't know if this series extends past game six, but I will say that the D-backs have done plenty to uh, to – uh, give, give their they've done plenty to give their fans to, to cheer about and you know i think they're probably going to make some more progress next year so it, it's been a great series it's a great season for them regardless yeah it's been an amazing ser- series for the diamondbacks but i'm not po- calling post more on them just yet i think right now with only two games left yes are they definitely the favorites 
absolutely. The Phillies are absolutely the favorites on this. But there's a few things I do want to bring up here. And I'm going to call on the Mariner legends here for a sec. Phil Marte has done an amazing stint this season. I think he's on this amazing hitting streak right now that I was looking at this earlier. That he has 14 games. Yeah. 14 game history in the playoffs is insane. But one other guy I want to bring up here is my boy Paul Sewell. Paul has been legendary this postseason, postseason so far. In all the games he has had, he has gotten five saves, but the more important one has yet to give up a run yet. Let me say that one more time. He has now played in three playoff series and has yet to give up a run. I think right now this is where I – okay, so in gaming, there's a lot of times people will use something called a win con. That you build something where your entire purpose is to get that, and if you could get that, you will win the game. I think right now, with how good he's been pitching, if you can get a lead into the eighth, ninth inning, that is all. That is what you need as a, as the Diamondbacks, as the team right now. You need to just get that lead, and Paul Sewald has been lights out this entire year. The meme at this point of that we've been joking about all season, even going back to when he was with Seattle of. Time for Paul Seawall to pitch, lol, has come true. And it doesn't matter. He has been dominating it every bit of this playoff series as well as over the course of the regular season. Yes, there was a a stretch where he had a bit of a problem. But other than that, he has been lights out. And this playoff, and right in this playoff land, has been incredible. Like, I don't know what more to say at that point. Yes, is it a hard win con to get? Absolutely. But... It's definitely still quite possible. Yeah, Do I it's, think it's that... great when you have that ninth inning guy. I know yeah. uh, in in twenty nine or twenty twenty one, Will Smith came in eleven times. Uh, the Braves were eleven and zero in those games. Like, it's just that is it's so nice to say. Okay, you have the lead entering the ninth inning. The game is over. You just lock the door, like throw away the key, and that's mm-hmm. what Paul Seawald's done. Credit to him. Uh, and I will do want to shout out myself for saying that was a W trade for Arizona. <laughs> Oh, Harbson, no, they did a great trade. Although I will say in the long run, Seattle got some really great people. Uh, Ryan, Bliss has been, Ryan Bliss has been dominating over in AAA. Dominic Canzone is starting to get well, starting to get his groove going again. And uh, Josh Rojas played pretty solid second base. So, Fair. But definitely no, 100%. Arizona got exactly what they needed, and I'm kind of happy about it because I want to see Paul Seawalt succeed. And anytime I see him screaming on my timeline, I 100% like it. It is a good time. All right, and are there any other last bits here we want to talk about this series before we make any last picks for it, for picks for the World, for the World Series? All right. I, I, so I, the, I just wait, want to whoa, say whoa, whoa. that. Wait, Did you guys what? see Trey Turner got thrown out? He, he finally Did, got caught stealing. Finally it happened. It finally happened. It finally happened. Oh, it's right, Chase yeah. Utley is still him. Actually, let me make <laughs> sure Utley wasn't uh, thrown out in that playoff run. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 will, be, I will say that'd be pretty bad. I, so I was out uh, fr- Friday night. I went into Jersey to see uh, my old coach and a couple my old college teammates. And I kind of we were at a uh, we went out to get dinner, and a bunch of people were there just to watch the Phillies game. And I almost wish we stayed there for the whole game because it was Game Four, and I would have just loved to see the range of emotions in that place. Because oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. When I saw it was five two, I, I was like, the, the Phillies are about to steamroll everybody, <laughs> and then. <laughs> I mean, that rally was insane. Uh, well, uh, I also want us to make a quick note right here. The Rangers have also scored uh, off yeah, of Mitch, and, uh, Garber, uh, yeah. Mitch Garber. Yeah, yeah, so tied at one-to-one now here for that game as well. Uh, again, all these updates mean nothing because this podcast is going up later. But yes. now you're going to see our live reactions. Uh, but okay, was, okay. Chase Utley clears. Chase, one, first of all, Chase Utley should be in the Hall of Fame or should be a Hall of Fame inductee very soon. Two, uh, Chase Utley was three for three in the playoffs, so 26 for 26 total in the 2009 season. At a 1440 OPS in the World Series. Five homers. Yeah. Do that. There was a Try ch- to do that, was, Bryce. He had multiple multi-homer games that series. I remember there was talk about him maybe winning series MVP despite his team losing. But mm-hmm. I remember Hide- Hideki Matsui was like automatic with the bat in his hands that, yes. that World Series, which, I mean, dude, that it's crazy. That was his last hurrah as a Yankee, and it was insane someone explained to me why the like 0809 and 2010 phillies were like i could like see myself rooting for some players on them but i hate just despise the current iteration of the phillies 
it's it's weird because i feel like for me it's the opposite (laughs) okay okay yeah maybe maybe it's because the mets were competitive then and the mets aren't as competitive like the last couple years while the braves weren't as competitive in like 07 08 09 10 and the braves like have lost to the phillies last two playoffs the the mets were competitive last year i mean it's just that that's true but they they didn't play philly they also went 14 and 5 against them in the regular season so it was like Hey, yeah. I mean, the Braves beat them in the series the last two years, but it doesn't seem to matter. Yes, I still want to off myself in case you were wondering. Please, please no. Um, all right, with that being said, if, what, let us know what you guys think about the NLCS, ALCS so far. Still going to be – I think it's still going to be an interesting series. Again, this podcast will be posted up later on. So by that point, we'll actually probably know who's already in the World Series by them. But regardless, let us know your thoughts in – uh, on Twitter right now, remember at LAR underscore baseball. I always said in the comment section, I'm like, wait, we're not on YouTube right now. Later. Mm-hmm. Later maybe, we'll maybe one day. Maybe one day very soon, actually. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hopefully. But with, that, with that being said, it's now time. We're going to move on here to our one of our newer segments here. And we're going to go into rant roulette. So again, for those of you that haven't been paying attention to it every week here, we have a bunch of topics that we give each other that gets put in a randomizer. And from there, we have to just kind of talk for about however long we want to. Just a rant completely impromptu about that topic. So with that being said here, I have a dice here. I will be 1-2. Splash, you will be 3-4. Mac, you will be 5-6. The roll of the dice is it's falling, I call you. It is a full Splash, you will be going first on this way. Your topic is what is the best way to cook chicken? Ooh, best way to. By cook the way, chicken. I should, I should, I should. By the way, preface this saying that not all of these topics are about related to baseball. Yeah, a lot of them are. Not all. <laughs> well, of them. No, this one is. This one is. Wade Boggs asked the question. We're good. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. That's okay. fair. Okay. Uh, yeah. Peace, Wade Boggs. Um. A, yeah, yeah, we yeah, we need to stop fair. doing that. We, please stop. <laughs> okay. Uh. So Love first of all, uh, let me give a shout out or like an anti shout out. I went to uh, Q forty nine. Q I think it's Q forty nine in Kansas City. Everything was there. Everything there was awesome, except for the chicken, which looked undercooked, tasted overcooked, bizarre. Um. Ugh. But to me, the best way is it the best way to cook chicken or like chicken in a meal? Um. The the wording of the question is the best way to cook chicken. Okay. Uh. I like pan searing it. Mm. Uh, get like a honey glaze on it, so uh, Ooh, okay, all right. I can I can do it in a pan. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of fried chicken. I can't say that too loud because my grandmother loves fried chicken. But <laughs> blasphemy, man. Yeah, I, it's all right. I just like I don't ever crave fried chicken. Like if I want chicken, I'll have. I'd rather eat it out of a can than have it fried. Hmm. Okay, so, that, that that that's a hot take. I think right. Yeah, there. Uh, give yeah that's me, a scorching uh, like, hot take, can, man. Hand seared chicken with a little bit of honey. That's that's how I would. That's how I want my chicken cooked. I mean, I I yeah, that sounds good. That sounds really good. Chop that, maybe put it in like a little chicken salad. Even could be real good. Yes. at that point, hundred yes. percent chicken. Caesar, All right, baby. cool. I love me a good chicken Caesar salad. That's a, a dub ski of a dinner right there. All right, I'll roll the dice now. One through three is me. Four through six is Mac. It is four. So Mac, you get to go next. All here. right. And your topic is what story from this postseason. Do you think it's not getting talked about enough? Oh man, that's is there a... a story. Is, yeah, is there a story that you're like, wow, why aren't people talking about it? You know, I, I don't know if this is generally like, a, I don't know if this is a story necessarily from this specific postseason, but really, I mean, again, I, I, it maybe it's just me here, but I think the the that Ryan Presley is just in general a guy who's not talked about enough because. Maybe it helps that he's been on the Astros, you know, for the better for the last five years, and he's been their closer for the last four seasons. But he's slowly but surely rising up the ranks of uh, all-time saves in the postseason, and he's now fourteen for fourteen save opportunities in his career. You know, there are only a few players with more postseason saves. In fact, in, in my, if I'm not mistaken, the only players with more saves in the postseason than him are are like Kenley Jansen, Mariano Rivera, and I think Dennis Eckersley. So I feel like that's just one thing that not enough people are talking about is that it, it helps to have a lockdown closer, like you were saying with Paul mm-hmm. Seawald, but the fact that he's been consistent 
And he's working on actually a nice scoreless streak dating back to the 2021 postseason. So I know that uh, the the Astros bullpen does get a lot of love, but I feel like Presley has almost become underrated. And I feel like that's one thing people aren't talking about enough. I do want to throw Brad Lidge into that. So it's Rivera with 42, ironic. Uh, Jansen with 20, mm. Lidge with 18, Eckersley 15, Presley 14. So he's fifth, yeah. I mean, that's fair. That makes sense. All right. Uh, I got mine next, and I think you guys are all going to hate me because this is not the one I wanted to get, but that's okay. And that is the proper way to order a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. Let's go! <laughs> and uh, I'm going to have the uh, – yeah, back. you put this one in. Um, I'm going to make a lot of people mad. I wouldn't. Oh, God. I what? don't. Oh, I no, no, no. I hate the taste of egg. Oh, I, God. Legit, oh, no, get out, get man. out, get out. Oh. Hey, no, I, egg is especially from like a place like that overrated. 100% no, overrated. L, L, oh my god! I, look, dude. I would accept it if you said substitute the bacon for sausage or ham no, or a oh, different reverse. But no, you skip the bacon. The bacon and the cheese are the good parts about oh, that. Nah, no nah, bacon. I, can't, I like, can't believe what I just heard, man. That bacon's is... all right, but now you bro, see why I said this is the wrong person to get this question. I you know, cannot do egg. Get to How it. are we hating on? Why are we hating on eggs? Okay, eggs are an S tier food. I will I say this things. is that you're not the only person I've heard say that, but it's just that yeah. that know, doesn't make it right. Part of, part of the reason why I started <laughs> eating eggs more frequently is because I started getting bacon, egg, and cheeses. And uh, I mean, heck, earlier today I got a bacon, egg, and cheese. Now that I think about it, I've heard, <laughs> I was I was going to meet up with one of my friends, and I I got a, a bacon, egg, and cheese. And I'll tell I'll tell you since uh, Alex over here doesn't eat eggs, I'll tell you you get it. Uh, I, I I can't believe I'm saying this, but salt, pepper, ketchup is actually like a good way to get a bacon, egg, and cheese. And I'm not a fan of putting <laughs> eggs with ketchup. I'm not never, normally a huge ketchup okay, guy. Okay, that's kind of hot. But that's a, a hot I'll tell take. you that much. Uh, if you get a bacon, egg, and cheese on like a, a – I normally get on like a plain or an everything bagel, toasted, salt, pepper, and ketchup. That's the right way to order a bacon, egg, and cheese. Take it from a New Yorker. Bro, I can, I, can, I can vibe with your picks. I can vibe with your picks. Uh, I do like me some Chick-fil-A sauce, though. I will get say, that, like, like, getting get like a, that. Ooh, yes. and getting a sandwich, though, a toasted, like, sesame seed bagel is such an underrated bun to use for any kind of sandwich. Like, 100. Can we at least agree on that? Oh, yeah. No, I agree. And ba- bagels, to okay. me, are, like, an all-time favorite food. So, so favorite. Than yeah. Croissants or bagels? Bagel, 100%. I'm a, I'm a bagel guy. I'm a croissant guy. I don't I, mind well, bagels, I, but I can't, croissants I can't are have that's fair. I think honestly, with me, it's just like I love the feel. Of, one of my favorite meals I ever had was a BLT. Uh, or sorry, BLC. I substitute the tomato cheese uh, on a so on a uh, toasted sesame seed bun and had that as a sandwich, and it was absolutely perfect. So that's my take on it. All right, let us let us know what you guys think about our picks, including uh, my horrible take on the fact I don't like eggs. I understand. Please, it's okay if you flame me in the comments. I've been hearing it my entire life. You'd be surprised but, at how many eggs, how, how often I have eggs as a meal each week. Well, eggs are eggs are elite. Eggs are uh, elite. I, I understand you don't like eggs, but they're so convenient. Just pop two in a skillet. You can have it. You can have it a hundred different ways. Mm-hmm. just e- easy protein bro easy protein i get, I get it no I, I that's i like using like seeds but guys have seeds or like uh a nut of some kind for my protein and all that or just straight up Fair. meats so yeah, anyway with all that was like well all that being said it is now time to move on to everyone's favorite segment it's time for trivia and i am going to be leading the trivia charge this time so fellas are you guys ready yes sir i'm saying. always ready now I said R Born ready. ready. Sorry, I R A B E N S Ravens. Uh I, I saw a triple H video earlier today, so I'm like <laughs> that's anyway. With that being said, here we've been talking a lot about the postseason, but you know we haven't been talking a whole lot about we haven't been talking a whole lot about the regular season now that it's over. But there's a lot of cool things that happened in that, including a lot of big home run hitters. So your job today is you are going to go. This is, I, I should say, uh, slightly inspired by uh, JM Baseball, the, some video series they've been doing here. I have with front of me all 30 MLB teams and their home run leaders from the team here. The team they ended on, I should make that clear, by the way. And what you guys are going to go going to do is going like back and forth. So all training on this one, you're going to name a team. And the player 
that has the most home runs for that team this regular season. So whether they said it's going to be a three strike system, once you have three strikes, then you're out. I'm not going to, if you're wrong, I'm not going to tell you what the correct answer is, but I'm going to tell you this right now. There are a few teams here that have a tie for the top. So I will be accepting either answer for it. So you don't need to give me both. I feel like that'd be too hard. So with that being said here, I am going to roll another dice here. Splash, I want to give you the pick on this. Do you want evens or odds? Uh, give me odds. It is even. It is a four. Oh, so, so, Mac, would you like to go first or would you like to go second? Uh, I'll, re- I'll receive. You'll receive. That's why I kind of figured. All right. So, I also have two contingencies, by the way, because I know you guys are really good at this. So... Uh, that being said, Mac, you get to pick the team and the player. I don't need you to say the n- the number of the home runs, but if you do, then you get more who's line points. More what? Who's, who's line, line points, points? As the points don't matter. Okay, give me uh, New York Mets and Pete Alonso. New York Mets and Pete, Pete Alonso. Forty six. I know. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. Yep, no, hundred percent. You got it. All right. Uh, I would like. Matt Olson for the Atlanta Braves, 54. I knew you guys were just going to go immediately to your uh, own teams, and that's understandably so. So, all right, Mac, it is back to you. All right, I'll keep going with the NL East. Philadelphia Phillies, Kyle Schwarber, 47. That is exactly correct. All right, back to you. Uh, Miami Marlins, Jorge Soler. Jorge Soler is correct. All right, Mac, back to you. Okay. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna try to knock out the NL East here. That's what I'm gonna do. I believe the Nationals is Lane Thomas. Lane Thomas is correct. You got Let's that. Go. One. 2020 right, guy. Okay. Splash back to you. Uh, New York Yankees, Aaron Judge. New York Yankees. Oh, they crazy. did have one, one Mr. Arson Judge. Yes, he Giants. He, he missed how many games, and he still led like them 70. in home runs by a lot. Exactly yeah. right. I mean, he had two, right. three homer games. <laughs> All right, back to you, Mac. All right. Oh, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Angels, and I'll go with Shohei Otani. One Mr. Big Fly Otani-san is correct. Uh, Chicago White Sox, Luis Robert. Louis Bob gets you another point on the board. Not keeping points, it's just strikes, but kept you from getting a strike there. Yes. All right, Matt, All right. back to you. Seattle Mariners, I believe this is Julio Rodriguez. Julio is correct. All right, back to you, Splash. Hmm. Mm. All right, Los Angeles Dodgers, Mookie Betts. The the big Mookie Cookie is correct. All right, back back to you. Okay, you can see this is a chess match between the two of you. He's going back and forth, back and forth. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is now we're starting to reach the uh the the tougher portion of this. I would say. Um, man, I I'm try, doing some thinking. You know. One thing I should uh, mention as well, by the way, this will give you an extra to think as well here, but if you say a team that has already been called, I'm not going to tell you that's already been called, but you will receive a strike. All right, I'll go Arizona Diamondbacks, Christian Walker. Christian Walker is correct. Tough. Okay. Uh, I mean, Texas Rangers, Adelise Garcia. Adelise Garcia, one of my favorite stories, is correct. All right, back to you, Mac. San Diego Padres, Juan Soto. The Padres have Juan leader at the home runs position. It is one Mr. Juan Soto. Hmm. Splash, back to you. Uh, Kansas City Royals, Bobby Witt Jr. Mr. Witt shows that you have some wit. That is correct. Back. Okay. Oh. We're getting to we're getting to the nitty gritty here, folks. Yeah, that's the issue. <laughs> to, quote, to quote one, Mister Dave Sims. Okay, try to th- think of the teams we haven't done yet. 
Baltimore Orioles. I believe this is Anthony Santander. That is correct. Mm-hmm. And I will say this as well because of that. That is one of our doubles. Uh, the ties. other one was, uh, yeah, one of the ties. Yep. Anthony Santander and Gunnar Henderson. Hmm. Uh, give me Boston Red Sox, Rafael Devers. Mr. Rafael Devers gets you another moments away from the strike category. You're right. Back to you, Mac. Okay. I, yeah, we're getting, we're getting, definitely getting to the tough part of, Mm-hmm. Of this, uh, you're getting to a lot of teams that their home run leaders are not not very impressive numbers. Yes, uh, Oakland Athletics. I believe this is Brent Rooker. Mister Rook is the king here, so you are correct. Let's go, uh, Detroit Tigers. Spencer Torkelson. You put some torque between that answer. That is correct. Back. Hmm. Okay. Um, this is we we man. This is this is difficult. I'll say that much. I'm trying to remember the teams that we haven't done yet. We've knocked out all the NL East. We've knocked out almost all the AL East. But I, huh, man, why am I struggling? Uh, all right, I'm I'm not sure if this is right, but. Uh, Cleveland Guardians. Uh, give me Jose Ramirez. Honestly, I'm not too confident there. It took you a long time to get that answer. Good thing it's right. Congratulations. Okay, good. I All was right, between two to... guys. Two, <laughs> yeah. Taking two players there. Uh, this one is a bit of a shot, but Colorado Rockies, Nolan Jones. That is the first strike on oh, the board. Yeah. I, I, you know, I almost made that mistake. Mm. All right, Mac, it's back to you. So does that mean the Rockies are still on the board? The Rockies are still on the board because that was an incorrect answer. All right, Colorado Rockies, I think this is Ryan McMahon. The true Mr. McMahon. It is correct. Let's go. Okay. Uh, hmm. Uh, I'm going to go Toronto Blue Jays, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Vladdy is correct. Way to get back on the board. I was All not right. confident in that one, but we ride. <laughs> You're riding. All right, Mac. Andy, you still have one strike lead. Okay. So we've not done Tampa Bay yet, if I'm not mistaken. And I'd like to say that the correct answer there is Isak Paredes. That is exactly correct. Let's go. Good pull there. All right. Slash to you again. Oh, man. So I'm I'm just trying to think of teams we haven't done yet. Because that's like half the battle is, you know, just guys we haven't done yet. Or teams we haven't done yet. Uh, I can tell you this. I was not going to tell you any, any exact teams, but there are only eight teams left. Wow. You guys have done really uh, good. I thought by this point we'd already have had at least one saying the same team. Okay. Uh, Houston Astros, Jordan Alvarez. Your dad is correct. I wasn't even sure if he was the correct answer there. Yeah, he missed That's a lot thing. of time. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm trying to think of. Okay. we've So I think now we've done all the. Okay. Let me. Okay. All right. Give me the Chicago Cubs. And I think this is Cody Bellinger. Cody B is correct. Let's go. Also is one of our doubles. The other one being Christopher Morrell. Full tied. Nice. Uh, I guess I'll stick in the NL Central. Pittsburgh Pirates, Jack Sawinski. Jack Sawinski may get you the win today. That is correct. I'll be honest. I almost almost went with the Pirates, but I had a different answer, so I'm glad I didn't. 
<laughs> yeah. I've been been there before. <laughs> been there in this game. Slash currently has one strike, Mac has zero. Uh, <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, so I know we're we're running low. We're down to like five teams we haven't done yet. Uh okay, Milwaukee Brewers. This is tough. Milwaukee Brewers, I'd like to say this is William Contreras. Is that your answer? You say you'd like to say, is that what you're locking in? Yeah, I'm going to lock it in, William Contreras. For the Brewers, that is incorrect, and you're ah! first strike on the board. Okay. We All back right, in it, boys. Game. We back in it. Okay. Splash, back to you. Okay. Uh, give me a shot with the Brewers. Give me uh, Willie Adamas. Oh my God. Willie Adamas. His name starts with W because that is correct. Ah, let's go. Got the A power, at least according to us. Hundred <laughs> percent. Definitely all didn't right. age poorly at all. Definitely not at all. All right. I will say now there are only four teams left. Yeah, man. Mac and you guys are tied at one strike apiece. Mac, it's back to you. Oh, can I remember the teams? <laughs> that is going to be the other challenge. That's, that's the other. I challenge, remember yeah. one. I think I could only remember one of the teams left. Oof. Maybe two, maybe two. I can do two. Oof. Oof. All right. Oof. I don't have to do that one. Oh my god. Uh All right, give, give me a second. Uh Okay, I, I think I figured out the teams left. left. I just have no earthly idea I, who the leader I, on I, the I know. Be. I know what teams are left. That's the thing. Uh hmm. All right, St. Louis Cardinals. I think the answer here is Nolan Arenado. Mac, that is your second. No strength. way, man. Oof, oof, oof. All right, okay. Splash, it's back to you. Okay, let, let's go out to the Bay. Uh, give me San Francisco Giants with Mets legend Wilmer Flores. Wilmer Flores is correct. What? Actually, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly correct. Jock right. missed too much time. The Hanniger missed a lot of time, and yeah. no one, uh, no one on the team since Barry Bonds hit home runs. Like, yeah, no, no you're right. <laughs> All right, Mac is back enough. to you. You have two strikes. Yeah, he matched. Oh, he was like I'm... he was flirting with being in our uh, team of the uh, like Silver Sluggers, believe it or not. Yeah, I uh, man. <laughs> That just feels weird to say, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, see, uh, I'm, a still utility thinking, spot. I'm still thinking St. Louis. I mean, if it's not, if it's not Arenado, then I figure it's the other right-handed bopper on that team. So I'm going to go with him, Paul Goldschmidt. Mac, that is your third. No way, That's impossible. Okay. Okay, I think All right, I got you're it. not out of the game just it. yet. I think I got Flash it. Flash needs one more correct answer in two tries. Okay, <clears throat> so uh, St. Louis Cardinals, we did not make his graphic, and I just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. He had a great season, Nolan Gorman. Congratulations, Flash. You have no won Nolan today's bang. So I want Wait, to tell you this what? right now. Nolan Gorman had 27 home runs, Arnado 26. Bang. What in the world? And then what we have what Cincinnati left. And... Yeah, since now since now Splash, you are the winner, I can now say at this point. Uh the Cincinnati the remaining teams freaking the, the uh, twins and Cincinnati twins. were left. Uh I'm gonna you try take a shot who they were though. Just Max Kepler and Spencer Steer. Yeah, I was gonna guess. You, yep, you run the board. Yep, you ran the rest of the board. Correct. Congratulations, Splash. You have won Man. today's trivia. Congratulations. The comeback dub. No way, um, dude. I do want to say one more thing, though. I had two contingencies ready for this because I thought you guys were going to completely sweep the board. So it was um, close. Do you, guys, do you guys want to do the, the quick t- contingencies just to see what's just for sure. fun? What is it? All right. Yeah, why so, not? Home runs by <laughs> <laughs> so for this one, I, we've now said all 30 teams. I want you each to DM me uh, privately. How many of the teams was their leader at 30 or more home runs? Oh, no, uh, what in the yeah, world? That, uh, that would have been a good tiebreaker. I have no interest in answering that. <laughs> Do you uh, want to like, answer it anyway? Just like, for fun? like 11. <laughs> All right, it's back to you. I said his answer. Matt, do I put a quick answer just for fun? 
Yeah, uh, 10. You can say, you can say 11. Uh, it's 18. Whoa, okay. Uh, I'm surprised, um, actually. So the only, the only teams that did not have a, a leader that was above 30 home runs were the Twins with Max Kepler. Uh, excuse me. First, it was the Orioles with Gunnar Henderson and Anthony Santander. Blue Jays, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He had 26. Max Kepler with 24. Jose Ramirez with 24. Then you have Lane, T- Lane Tomas. There, Willie Adamas, Spencer Steer. The combination of Cody Bellinger, Christopher Morrell, Jack Swinski, Nolan Gorman. Then Wilmer Flores and Mr. Ryan McMahon. Wait, how many yeah. did Flores hit this year? Flores hit 23. What? And he was the leader. <laughs> I double checked no everything way, I could. Man. Uh, if you want to fact check me, please go for it. I, I use MLB.com. I use two different sites for it to double check. Believe, my no, I believe you. I just can't believe <laughs> that. that yeah. I mean, because I, I think he's a part time player. Yeah, I, I but he that. just obliterates what? Left handed pitching, right? Yeah. I, guess. I, will, I will say uh, there were three team leads, uh, home run leaders that only had 23 home runs. Uh, it was Wilmer Flores, Ryan McMahon, and Spencer Steer. <laughs> so, bro, and half of the Braves hit twenty, like hit like fifty so, home runs this year. That was actually going to be another potential contingency as how many Braves did it. Um, <laughs> I actually, had, to be fair, I actually had one more contingency just because I was paranoid. Um, I will, I will say this one just because it's fun. Uh, Ichiro Suzuki, it's his fiftieth birthday today. Here, how many home runs did he hit in his career? <laughs> oh, one twenty nine. Under 19, I'm pretty sure. Um, Mac, you were close. S. It was 117. Ah, close. Very close. But anyway, that is our trivia again. Congratulations to Splash for coming out on top. And also thank Thank you to uh, John Boy Baseball, John Boy Media for the inspiration for doing a style of game like this. But with that being said, now it is now time to to our final segment. We just like to end every podcast here with the moment to ourselves. We take a minute to talk about about whatever's on our mind. It does not have to be baseball related, but it absolutely can be. Is would any of you guys like to go first this time around? If not, then I guess I can go first today. So I will start my timer. We got three, two, one, begin. Why do all Seattle sports just continue to piss me off? Like at this point right now, there has been an amazing there's a trifecta. That was made after the Kraken played a while back ago, and after the Seahawks had their last game, not this this week's game, the week before that, where uh, there was a graphic that was made that it was the perfect like handshake triangle between the Mariners, the Seahawks, and the Kraken, where the Mariners can't score with runners on scoring position or bases loaded, the Seahawks can't score in the red zone, and the Kraken can't score in the power play, and I'm like. Why do you, when you have the advantage, why can't you do the thing correct? This should be the easiest time to do the thing correct, and you just can't do it. Think everything, and listeners, think everything that in the last cracking game, they actually got to score it with the power play. Because otherwise, I was going to go insane. But also, I just felt good again to say, that's cracking hockey, baby. All right. Who would like to go next? All right, Splash, you are on, my friend, in three, two, one, begin. Uh, through seven weeks, Lamar Jackson's the N- the NFL MVP. Uh, this feels really good to say. This is like the second time in three years that he's done this. Um, so shout out to Lamar. He was unbelievable today. He was unbelievable last week. Uh, he was all right last week. He was unbelievable in week five. Just no one could catch passes. He was unbelievable against the Browns and he was excellent against Cincinnati. So that's four out of seven games this year that he's been unbelievable. Then he was pretty mid against Indy was all right against Houston was all right against Tennessee. That's a lot better than these other Bozo quarterbacks are doing. And I'm not saying Lamar is going to keep it up. You know, two is playing right now. He probably has 73 touchdowns while uh, we're recording. Although I did. I flipped my pick at the last moment, so I don't know how I feel about that. But I'm just really excited to have like a good Lamar Jackson again. You know, it's it's something I cherish that I got to see him play in person today, and he was just magical. So uh, shout out to Lamar, shout out to the Ravens, go Ravens! Uh, second best team in the AFC? Question mark. So uh, screw the Steelers, by the way. That's <laughs> that last oh, little shot man. in there. That was okay. That was the most fraudulent game of all time. 
I, there was I, look, at no I, point I did the steal were the Steelers better than the Ravens. This the Ravens just kept falling over themselves. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, just, they were tripping. Be, like okay, tripping I had this theory. I had this theory that the the Steelers ninety five percent of the time they are the worst team in football. The other five percent it's Watt or Hayward or Minka or Pickens. Oh, or it's the defense. Whomever. Yeah, one hundred percent. One of them just decides. You know what? I'm Jesus. And they're going to score a touchdown on this play. They're yeah. going to have this uh-huh. like sick play and they score and it's worth 20 points. And all of a sudden they're up 20 to 17. I did bet on the Steelers to beat the Rams today. Uh, also Jonah Heim. Uh, it's three, one Rangers. Oh shit. North yeah. North. Let's go. Wow. Uh, Fran Valdez cooked in the playoffs. Apparently. I, Cause I saw right. that Gar- Garver <laughs> got on base. Yeah. All right, Mac, if you are ready to go, are you good? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm All ready. Right, let's, there we go. You go in three, two, one, begin. So I it just it occurred to me during uh while I was hanging out with one of my friends, because he he's a he's a Giants fan, uh, but he's also a Yankees fan, so he kind of has like the balance of like the Yankees are good almost every year, and the Giants, I mean, they have two Super Bowl rings in our lifetime, but they are perpetually disappointing, in my opinion. Uh and then I it occurred to me like I'm a Mets fan in baseball, you know, they they let us down nonstop. It feels like, you know, especially like this year, high expectations to win 75 games and sell off your stars. Now I remember I'm a Steelers fan. I haven't had a losing. I haven't seen a losing season since I was in preschool. So, but at the same time, I'm also a Knicks fan where they haven't won an NBA finals in 50 years. So it's, it's just crazy to me to think that, well, we all complain about how, like, in my head, I always I feel like, you know, Yankee fans are spoiled brats. They haven't had a losing season since the year my sister was born. They have so many rings and all that. And then I remember, well, in football, that's actually me. So I just want to I acknowledge the existence of both sides of the spectrum. Oh, no, I completely get Bro, that. I feel the same way. You know, my, my teams are in different cities. So it's like one of them's like, perpetually garbage. Like, the Red Wings were awesome. Until I was like, I turned 15 and then they went into the dumpster and the Ravens draft Lamar and the Braves start playing better. And that's during the like the Cavs run of being like really good with LeBron again. And like now the Cavs are like pretty mid, but they're going to make the playoffs, but they're pretty mid. The Braves gag in the playoffs every year. The Ravens gag in the playoffs every year and the Red Wings stink. So I I kind of know how you feel. I kind of it's one of those weird things that like all of my teams have won a title, but they've all like. I was going to say aggressively mediocre when it matters. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. See, only one of my teams has won anything in my lifetime. So uh, that's it, a good it's, point. Uh, I mean, Sam. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's just like I, I just think back to when uh, what what we have. Uh, my parents lived in Boston, uh, oh, before they uh, before they had kids, and like they were there in the eighties. You know, the Sox hadn't won in forever. It was right after the the, the Mets beat the Sox in the World Series, but. And we have a family friend out there who's talking about how spoiled his kids were to grow up Boston sports fans because, like, his dad was born in 1918, never saw the Red Sox win a championship. Oh, no. Meanwhile, the Red Sox rattle off four wins, four World Series wins oh. this century. The, the Patriots, Patriots win six. Win six. The Celtics have won. The Bruins have won. And it's like, dude, they do not know how good they have it. Yeah, <laughs> I think no, there's, they have no idea. There's like one point in this, like, Patriot, this Boston sports timeline that. If you were born in a certain year, you had as many birthdays as championship parades in yeah, like 15 actually, years or crazy. something like that. That's Maybe not insane. quite as many, unless if you're counting if you're counting UConn basketball, then I think it works. So yeah, I, I mean, but if you count UConn basketball, then you basically just that is just an every year occurrence for a while. Uh, Come I mean, to think of it, though, well, Fox if it's UConn men's basketball, I, no, uh, the women's team is obviously good, but the men's have won the men have won five championships since '99. That's fair. Yeah, and this past year. Yes, I was very happy to see that. That was the. (laughs) I don't believe that tournament existed. That was the worst basketball I have ever seen in my entire life. And I watched. (laughs) I watched the Cavs without Kyrie and before LeBron came. That was bottom tier of the bottom tier. It's like watching. I watched Syracuse. The the last Ravens game I went to was RG three versus Duck Hodges. I thought that was bad. Try being a 2011 (laughs) Cavs fan. That was horrible. RG three versus <laughs> Duck Hodges. I remember that man. That, that <laughs> that talk, about, talk about a mid card match. That, game. that 
that was the dumbest game of all time. Almost as oh, dumb yeah. as the COVID game. That was even worse. Oh, God, oh yeah. Trace, Man, throw yeah. it on a dime. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Bro, um, I got to get off. That was unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. I will say I have I want to do one quick thing football wise. Just one last thing on it. Uh, and that is that I'm going to borrow a phrase from Splash that I don't usually like saying, but calling someone him, and that's Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew is him. Throwing 300 yards, two touchdowns, ran for two touchdowns. Let this man be a starter aside from just 2023. This man deserves to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I wish they had won, though. Although, the, they I, bet won. Brown, I bet Browns minus two and a half, and they blew that. But they, they won, but they blew that. It's like... Oh. You know, yeah, the thing is that good teams win, great teams cover. So the Colts are a great team. The Browns are a good team. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 that checks out. Sure thing. Anyway, I think that's going to do it for us here today. Thank you so much to you guys for all tuning in. Make sure you go follow us all on Twitter. You can go follow me at the Sports Guy 242 Go follow Mac on Twitter at Matthias underscore A underscore K. And you can also go follow Splash on Twitter at Mr. Splashman19. And then go follow our podcast Twitter at LAR underscore baseball. We are posting a lot of fun stuff here for you all to interact with. Make sure you let us know your thoughts on our podcast today over there on the Bird app. But for all of us here at Losses Above Replacement, we want to thank you all for tuning in. Have a great rest of your night. Stay safe, and hope to see you all real soon. Thank you.